So, as I said earlier, it is Pioneer Sunday. Look at that. Um, and uh, so, Pioneer, if, if, I'm re- if it looks like I'm reading it, it's because I am. <laughs> because some, some wonderful people have prepared some notes, and I want to honor them by reading what they've written. Um, so, we're part of a, a network called Pioneer. Uh, we joined the network in 2019. Um, there's about 50 churches in the UK, and, and there's more internationally, as you'll see in a bit. Um, and um, for us, it's just been a really, it's been a great journey just joining Pioneer, getting to know them, um, getting to know what they're about. And so this morning, we hope that, that we, we, you, you grab hold of some of that. Um, we're not just a church isolated here in Huddersfield. We're part of a family of churches, part of a wider network. Um, so Pioneer is a relational network that connects, inspires, and equips churches to make spirit-filled disciples and see kingdom transformation in creative and innovative ways across geography and generations. I'm reading from Matthew. Uh, this is Matthew 25, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 13. And this is all Jesus talking. I know that because it's in red in my Bible. So this is all Jesus. Okay. So it's titled The Parable of the Ten Bridesmaids. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise and took uh, wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by a shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside, calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. So this is Ness Wilson now, the leader of Pioneer UK. Pioneer exists to take the gospel to new places and spaces. We are not a denomination. We are not an institution, but we are a relational network that connects, inspires and equips churches to make spirit-filled disciples and see kingdom transformation in all kinds of creative and innovative ways across geography and across generations. We are not here to simply support and maintain that which already is. We are here to help each other to reach new people and plant new missional expressions of church. We are here to live up to our name as pioneer. You know, the word pioneer is found four times in the New Testament. Acts 3, 15, Acts 5, 31, Hebrews 2, verse 10, and Hebrews 12, verse 2. 
That's probably the most well-known one, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, every time the word pioneer is used, it's used to refer to Jesus and how he led and how he pioneered through his obedience and his sacrifice. And so the New Testament reveals Jesus not only as prophet, priest and king, but as pioneer as well. And it reminds us that our pioneering is derived from the true pioneer who leads us into a new space through his death and resurrection. We become those who are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, citizens of heaven with all the power of heaven invested in us to bring life and bring hope and bring joy and advancement of the kingdom of heaven into the places and spaces that we touch here on earth. And at the heart of this term pioneer is the idea of firsts, of leading into new places or spaces for and with others. It combines the ability to see and creatively respond to the Holy Spirit's initiative with those outside the church. It's the ability to gather others and make new contextual Christian communities in unoccupied spaces where the kingdom of God is not yet established. Communities that are audio-visual demonstrations of the kingdom of heaven on earth within a network of people or a neighbourhood. I've said before that as Pioneer, we're not aiming at a hundred churches of a thousand people. We're much more likely to have a thousand churches of 20 or 50 or a hundred people. In fact, if 10 Pioneer churches planted a micro church, say 15 to 50 people, and all of them plant another one the following year and so on, we would have over a thousand churches or missional communities by 2030. This year already so far in 2023, I know of three initiatives across Pioneer that are taking the gospel to new places and spaces. One, a couple in their 60s, grandparents who after having led a great church and handing it on to younger leaders are now adventuring again by this month planting a missional community. Another couple in their 20s moving to a location that God has broken their hearts for. They've bought a house, have moved in again this month and starting their God adventure by having a pancake party and inviting all their new neighbours in to get to know them, love them and share Jesus with them and create a community around him. Another youth worker is planting a youth cafe and building community with young people who don't yet know Jesus. Where else might we as pioneer be called to plant into this year? I'm excited by our ability to plant creative expressions of church that don't have to fit a mold. We're not a cookie cutter movement. The Holy Spirit is our guide and mission is our lifeblood. We lose it and we die. I'll never forget being told by Pioneer when we were planting Open Heaven Church, you have a blank page to create a church that fits for you and your friends that are becoming Christians. And so we experimented a lot and some things worked and some things didn't, but we learned a lot and you know, mistakes, Experiments, not sin, mistakes are just mistakes. So we pioneer and we live up to our name by taking the gospel into new places and spaces. But it's really important what we're multiplying. We have to multiply health and life. Multiplication for the sake of multiplication can lead to simply fulfilling a schedule or goals or strategy and multiplying structures that are dead. 
and have no life or power to them. John Wesley famously said his aim was not just to reach a nation, but to disciple a nation. He claimed to be unafraid that Methodism should ever cease to exist in either Europe or America. He said the movement was too big, too well organized and too successful to imagine it disappearing easily. What Wesley feared was that they should only exist as a dead sect, having the form of religion without the power. That's what Wesley wrote. So it's critical that as a network, we cultivate white hot discipleship. Jesus founded a missionary movement with a mandate to make disciples, not converts. And a disciple is someone who obeys everything that Jesus commanded. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, the Great Commission says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. So a disciple is someone for whom allegiance to the Lordship of Jesus is wholehearted. It's surrendering, surrendering everything, every part of life to him. And that journey, of course, is a lifetime's worth of trust and ongoing surrender. But it does mean we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And so one of the reasons I'm thrilled that we're going to be partnering again with the DNA Discipleship Year is that every time a pioneer church has DNAers, it injects a fresh expectation again of what it looks like to go deeper in discipleship, deeper in the word of God and deeper in the spirit of God. People experience and others look on and witness what it looks like to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, to have strongholds and destructive habits broken, to be set free to step into calling and destiny without the lid of unresolved past hurt or trauma, unsurrendered parts of our story or character, and to grow so evidently in peace and joy and love and faith and power. It introduces the power of life on life and one-to-one -one discipleship. DNA coaches disciples, and it means it's relational and not program-driven discipleship. That becomes the norm. And it was life on life discipleship that was one of the keys in the early Methodist movement exploding. You know, I'm hearing more people talk about doing discovery Bible studies with those who are searching and with new Christians. I'm intrigued by that. Perhaps we've become so over-resourced, we've lost the power of relationship and simply reading the Bible together. Asking questions, simple questions. What does this show me about God? What does it show me about me? And what must I do in the light of that? Obeying everything he, he's commanded us. You know, if we were to ever find ourselves with buildings taken away, perhaps money, grants, gift aid, resources taken away, perhaps we would find all we really need is relationships, the spirit of God and the word of God. It's what the persecuted church have and they're growing the most. Henrietta Blythe, who spoke at the Women Leaders Conference, said there's a reason why the oppressed of the persecuted church banish Bibles because they know it's the source of power for Christians and it shifts their allegiance away from whatever the ruling politics or philosophy is to allegiance to the risen Christ. Lastly, I keep being drawn to Matthew 25, the parable Jesus tells us about the 10 bridesmaids or the 10 virgins. You know, there is a day that Jesus is coming back. There really is. In some ways, the two most important days of our lives are this day and that day. And he is coming back for a beautiful, radiant, glorious, holy bride. And while we wait, 
we need to be prepared for patient endurance and resilience. You know, five of the bridesmaids didn't prepare. They didn't have enough fuel, they ran out and they couldn't borrow from the others. In the same way, we can't borrow from the endurance or the resilience of others. We need our own reserves, our own supply lines, a different quality of fuel and a different quantity of fuel to run on from before. I'm hearing more calls to prayer and fasting at this time. Let's listen and do what John 2 verse 5 says, do whatever he tells you. So let's pioneer, take the gospel into new places and spaces. It might mean into workplaces, street schools, deprived estates, pubs or clubs. As kingdom people, we are about the whole gospel for the whole of life. As charismatic people, we are fueled and energized by the spirit in all we do. As relational people, everything starts with relationship. Even our leadership authority is relational authority. And as missional people, we love people in the way that God does, praying along with Mor the Moravians, who by the way, we have much more in common with than the institutional church. The Moravians prayed that the lamb might receive his just reward. Why don't we join in with that prayer? So let's keep pioneering and uh, live up to our name with white hot disciples and taking the gospel into new places and spaces. Great, so Pioneer uh, recently, in the last kind of five or six years, I think, um, started developing more and more international connections. And it was actually at the Pioneer Conference, I think in 2019, where Billy Kennedy, who was leading Pioneer UK at the time, uh, moved into the role of Pioneer International Director. And since then, it's fair to say there has been an explosion of relationships and new churches joining Pioneer. And so Billy is going to tell us some more now. Hello and welcome to this special conference edition of the Pioneer International Update. It was four years ago that we made the decision to bring some focus uh, to the various developments that were happening overseas. Uh, I stepped up to take responsibility for these developments as the Pioneer International Leader, and Ness stepped up to lead Pioneer in the UK. Now, despite two years of lockdown with zero travel, we've seen remarkable growth in the number of partner networks and emerging networks that are forming globally. There are now networks at various stages of development in Australia and New Zealand, in Asia with churches in Sri Lanka, India, Bhutan, Nepal and Pakistan, in Africa, in Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Zambia, South Africa, Guinea, Liberia, Sierra Leone, Ghana, Cameroon and Nigeria. In Central America, in Cuba, Costa Rica and Mexico, there's a small network of churches in the USA, a number of churches now connecting across Europe and of course the growing network in the UK. It has been amazing to see what God is doing, connecting leaders, catalyzing mission in so many places. Now, since our last update, I've had the opportunity to visit the Livingstone's House of Prayer on the beautiful island of Cyprus. Martin and Heike Dolan lead the House of Prayer where they offer opportunities for people to encounter God through a variety of seminars, training events, and outreaches. Uh, they have a particular focus on working with those trapped in human trafficking. Uh, 
uh, Chabi who leads Pioneer Asia and I visited Pakistan for the very first time in November. Uh, it's remarkable to see what God is doing in that nation with a Christian minority of less than 2% of the population. And, and later that month, I was able to visit the Pioneer Churches in Sri Lanka en route to the Pioneer Asia Leaders Gathering in Northern India, where I was joined by Chris Appington and Luke Scott from City Church in Arkansas. And then in January, uh, Graham Blake and I visited Kosovo to share about Pioneer with a group of pastors from uh, that region. Now, one of the exciting developments is our growing partnership with School of Ministries. School of Ministries provides in-depth, foundational, theological and leadership training to church leaders and aspiring leaders who would not have access uh, to, to formal training programs. It's accessible to all and flexible in its delivery. Many of the School of Ministry centers in Africa and Asia are now working closely with Pioneer, seeking to develop ongoing relational support through national Pioneer networks. And coming up. So we're gathering leaders from across Central America in Costa Rica over the weekend of March 31st to April the 2nd. We'll be hosting our residential retreat for leaders in the USA, April the 3rd to the 5th. And we've organized a joint Pioneer and School of Ministries West African Leaders Conference in Ghana uh, from the 18th to the 20th of April. So as you can see, there's lots going on. Thanks for your prayers and your ongoing support. Uh, until the next time. Adios. Kwaheri. Bye.